You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Rice, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review on your favorite podcast player. Today, we're discussing overtraining versus undertraining, powerlifting, bodybuilding, and resistance training in general. We'll also touch on the importance of nutrition and how your diet can play an important role in helping safeguard against the perils of overtraining. The goal here is to help identify the signs of overtraining as well as undertraining and offer some helpful strategies to help you get back on course. And for that, we'll refer to our panel of profound power training pundits, Marty Gallagher and Jim Steele. Wow. Good morning, Jim. Can you say that three times fast? I cannot. Profound powerlifting pundits. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Raw. Let's get into it. Okay. Who wants to start? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's interesting. And Marty, go ahead. First off, it's ridiculous to talk about overtraining if you're undertraining. Okay, so we should start with that. First, first thing is that you need to learn how to train hard enough. Right. And for I don't know what. I think 60% of the fitness public, they never learn that progressive resistance lesson. They don't train hard enough to trigger hypertrophy. They don't trigger hard enough to trigger the adaptive response. Why don't uh, they? Well, that's, that's teed that's up a, for Jim, Jim Steele. That's, that's a, a great that's, question. Why? That's a well, well that's outside the, pitch for you, Steele. That's the age-old question, and it's just... Well, we talk about all the time being able to put intensity enough intensity into your workout to force an adaptive response. And if you're not doing that, it's it's pretty funny, man. People people talk about over, you know, I know we're gonna get into a lot of overtraining, oh, yeah. but but man, oh, come on. Yeah. You you gotta train yeah. really, really hard. And you <laughs> and you gotta be beat down to a crisp yeah. Yeah. in order to in order to say, Oh, I'm over in order to deserve Right. All the therapies and all the post-workout replenishment drinks. And we got people out there more concerned with the overtraining therapies than with the training. Yeah, yeah no, no you're right. The, the recovery techniques, the modalities. The, uh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. You, you got to earn that. Get in the gym, <laughs> put the bar on your back, man. Yeah. Well, and let's not, let's not skip over that because too many people skip over that. They just go, oh, yeah, you need to train hard enough. Now let's talk about what you do when you when you need over recovery. You know when you when you've done too much. Yeah. Um, again, you need to to really reexamine your progressive resistance efforts. Yeah. Are you are you progressing? How do, and, and again, how do we define progression? We're, we're strength trainers. We're not. Well, I speak for myself. I'm a strength trainer. I'm not a bodybuilder. And there's a definitive uh, demarcation between those two types of training. A strength trainer is, is all about improving performance. Bodybuilding is divorced from results. I mean, you don't, you don't have to, you know, pick up a heavy weight, uh, you know, if you, when you compete in a bodybuilding competition. Uh, do you remember back in the olden days, Jim, when they used to have athletic points at the Mr. America? Yeah, they do the Olympic weightlifting thing first. And so that's why Sergio was so good at it. It could could be anything you could have. Yeah. You could have been a star high school 
baseball player. Okay. The, uh, yeah, any any type of, of, of background. That, and what happened was, of course, is they perverted that. And guys like Jerry Daniels were beating Sergio Oliva. I mean, which is uh, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a joke. Well, there was also some racial components to that back then, too, in the 60s. So anyway, just get back to the, the overtraining and undertraining. Uh, still, when you're training, I for me, if I'm overtrained, I have physical manifestations. Well, I, I can tell you, today I woke up and I hadn't done deadlifting in probably uh, six months. Right. On a whim yesterday, I just I did some deadlifting, but I made sure I sort of did this almost, I don't know, almost a Jefferson lift deadlift i wanted yeah, yeah. a let i wanted it all leg right and, and uh-huh. so I, I made it a certain way man i i won't even tell you how light a weight i worked up to because it was pretty embarrassing but today i'm blasted yeah <laughs> it, well, was all I could, it was all i could do for five reps i'm sore and i'm fatigued and i'm tired right yeah. i'm tired and i don't normally wake up tired how many marty how many sets how many top sets did you do oh just, just worked one? up to one just worked up to one all out set of five but man okay. that five was uh that was it yeah that was all yeah, i so, had that, that had nothing more i started with some power cleans i did my power cleans first warmed up nice up to a big set of deadlifts right nice and then today it's like whoa and it's like no training for you today and maybe not tomorrow we'll see right yeah. But that's but, that's symptomatic, right? I mean, that's real. Uh, and I'm I'm a skilled enough trainer to know to know whatever training feels like and senses like. What's your what's your uh, guys? What are, what's your signifiers? How do you know when you're over training? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, when, I, when you start I, think, thinking about, have you ever really been overtrained? So, so what you're explaining is. You know, you're you're beat down, and you just need a couple of days. And I don't know if, if we're talking. Are we talking about that chronic? You know, a week of feeling like crap because you're going to feel good in a couple of days, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think that's overtraining though. What what he did, he hasn't done something in six months. It's, it's a, a different triggered, definition. It's it's a he triggered hypertrophy. Right. It's a and cute. he needs to it's recover. Cute. Yeah. Right. It's acute what he has right now. But um, but, but, but but let me just interject this. Yeah. Yeah. What if I had a tra- uh, what if I'm a robotic trainer and yeah. I had a training session scheduled for today? Right. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you'd have to take a rest. Well, they would. They would. Most everybody would. Our military guys. Are you kidding me? If if they were scheduled to you know uh, do some heavy lifting today, they they damn well do it. Well, and you you have to be intuitive enough to know when strength training requires a rested effort i'm convinced of that okay that's kind of controversial uh but i'm not going to blast my body again until i've I've got my proverbial fecus together that that's exactly right marty and you can't you can't cookie cut this you know what's gonna what's gonna be too much for you is probably not going to be too much for that spec ops guy because he's right He's in killer shape anyway. He's doing this right. stuff, you know, daily, yeah. and he's a lot younger and all that. So you kind of have to assess all that. Absolutely. Uh, but 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 you're right. Most people are going to train again, and maybe it's and that's where you get into the overtraining because you just never recover. Um, I know f- for me, I'll feel sluggish. 
I'll feel weaker. Uh, the gains, you, you know, the progress what, would just what, disappear. What usually brings it on? Well, and I haven't done this in a long time, but I was training six days a week and I just, and heavy and, and all that. And I just wasn't giving my, myself enough time to rest. I cut it back to three days a week. Um, and that's, you know, I was doing more like the, the Dorian Yates kind of stuff, you know, heavy duty, um, you know, limited uh, sets and reps, um, get in and, and out 45 minutes or so. And, and, and mainly also primarily not having to blast the muscle two or three times a week. Yeah, I can't do that. I got to do it once. That's all I can recover. And that's where I've, I've been my strongest and my biggest, you know, uh, just as you go in and blast the hell out of your muscles. Well, you got to rest them too. Don't forget about resting them and feeding them. Um, I was fortunate enough to have lunch one time with Lee Haney, uh, Mr. Olympia, eight time Mr. Olympia, Lee Haney. And um, I remember him telling me specifically, I forget the exact percentage he put on it, but, you know, he said rest and, and, and diet is the most important. Like diet is like 70% of this whole thing. And I, I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of, I thought it was kind of the other way, 70% lifting and 30% diet, but no, he made it very clear that, uh, so it's, it's not just well, for, the, for a bodybuilder. Well, and right, for, for a bodybuilder. Who yeah, can yeah. summate that kind of intensity too. So, right. what, so what, that's a foregone conclusion with, uh, with Haney, he already trains hard. So then he could say right. that, but if you're not getting in there and busting your ass, there's yeah. such a huge difference. So if I was going to go in, let's say, you know, I was competing in a powerlift to meet, dude, I'm going to leave a rep or two every single workout. It's going to be so planned out that it just constantly makes gain and gains and so aware of doing too much and bodybuilding. You you're not going to get the, the hypertrophy stimulus unless you go those last three to five reps to failure or, 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 or get forced reps or do drop sets or do intensity yeah, yeah. answers which extend the set right but the thing it, is it, is that it, power power lifting is so tough on the whole organism so right. 800 for for a double is a is a lot harder like on your nervous system on your spine on on all that stuff versus i'm going to do leg extension leg curls you know what I'm saying? It's just a whole body. Oh, is, yeah. Is worked. Oh, yeah. But Jim, let me, body shocker. Jim, let me ask you. So we came into this conversation saying, well, under, under training, nobody likes to, um, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like to put in the effort to properly trigger hypertrophy, put a finer point on that triggering hypertrophy for bodybuilding, triggering hypertrophy for powerlifting, are they, are they that much different? I mean, what do we yeah. got to do here to, to properly do that? Is pain involved? Is well, hold, many, hold, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, okay. You're, you're kind of mixing mediums a little bit here. All right, so a strength athlete, a power lifter, they're not, their goal is to increase strength. Any yes. muscular hypertrophy is actually an unattended side consequence. Right. A bodybuilder's strategy is to trigger hypertrophy. Any strength increase is an unintended side consequence. That's a byproduct, okay. right, Marty? That could be a byproduct. Yeah, it, it just happens. The, right. the goal is to increase the size, shape of a muscle. Right. 
any increase in strength, that's great, but that's not the goal. Strength athlete, power lifter, Olympic lifter, the goal is to increase the lift. Any muscle size increase, well, that's an unintended side consequence. That's not the goal. The goal is to get a better bench press. Oh, your pectorals swole up as a result of increasing your bench press 100 pounds. Unintended side consequence. That was not my goal. Right. Fundamental huge difference. You can't, you can't uh, equate the two. There's no so, power by, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's all different. right. So let me ask you this. So, um, you know, say you hit 300 on the, the bench one week for five reps. Uh, the next week you hit 305 uh, for five reps. You know, you went up five pounds. Um, that's officially triggering hypertrophy, right? Because you progressed, you actually went up, not a huge uh, amount, but you still not, progressed. Not, not necessarily. There's a lot of other variables involved. That's that's such a, if you were to put a percent increase on that, the increase from 300 to 305, keeping the same reps, I, I don't see any massive increase in anything as a result of that. Do you, Jim? No, it's probably not dramatic enough. No, you know, it's not dramatic. It's, enough. it's, it's basically you're staying the same. It's got it's over time. You have to look at this over a period of months, right? right? Yeah. So the and also a five pound increase for an elite lifter is probably not going to be significant enough. That five pound increase that's beginner stuff, right? Okay, that's 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 for somebody who's got a hundred and fifty pound bench press, and next week we move to one hundred and fifty five. Well five pounds of 150 is a hell of a lot different than five pounds of 300. Right. Jim, how about, Jim, how about bodybuilding? I mean, triggering hypertrophy there. What is it? Burning the muscle, you know, doing eight, 10, 12 reps, you know, that, that intense burn you get, uh, the hundred percent, uh, uh, effort. Um, well, you know, what they're the showing, what they're showing now, which will make Marty, happy is and it's the same philosophy i've had maybe i've done too much but anyway they're showing now that it doesn't matter if it's a 30 rep set or a six rep set or a 12 rep set it's the last three to five reps where you're pushing as hard as you can that triggers the hypertrophy right that makes sense so, that makes sense right, right. and i yeah. could you know and, and you know so every all this okay, oh, we gotta do higher let, me, reps let me let me ask you yeah. this jim let me ask yeah. you this so how about a guy like Kirk, who every rep is explosive. I mean, he never grinds, but yet, well, he's taught himself to do that. We, you know, with his compensatory acceleration, he's been doing it for right. so many years. I don't think he can do a grind rep. Uh, yet, he has the most massive, thickly muscled up body. Um, so it's interesting that it, yeah. I just want to say that it's not necessarily. You don't necessarily have to grind everything. No, to get no. That but so, so I just most people one. think you do, right? Yeah, when you no, say I, you got his last three to two to three reps. It's like, oh god, those are the, the you know the bending over. Oh no, but about, yeah, without losing your form. So, as soon as you take the stress away from the muscle and you start to get other muscles involved, the set is over. You know, it's too much. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as you can't also, lock it you're, out, you're, you're losing the isolated focus. Yeah. Now we're not, now we're not, you know, now we're just, 
doing strongman any way you can get but, it up. But, yeah. Jim, uh, in today's bodybuilding, you see a lot of the elite guys, I mean, not going anywhere near failure. They're just pumping the muscle up. It's just the ex- sure. and, and let's that's the elephant in the room again. Tons of insulin, tons of growth hormone, tons of tons of testosterone and, and its derivatives. So you can get away with that. I'm talking about, you know, the normal guy or not even a normal guy, but, you know, he could be a good athlete and all that stuff. But how to do it safe you know so what that does is that last it only takes one or two sets and i would if you're an advanced trainer no question you can do it in one in one set you know and and by doing that all out one set uh with perfect form you lose your form the set's over that's what's going to trigger it and then not creep into that overtraining or doing too much or whatever we're, we're defining there you know uh and to go back to kirk so i'm thinking about that the DVD uh, from Cadet to Captain, which is the most amazing training DVD. I've seen it a thousand. I know when you're coming in the picture, Marty. I know when Bob's coming. I've watched it so many times. And I used to it's like your version. Of, that's your my version players. of pumping iron, isn't it? Yeah. At my players at Charleston Southern, because they were really into powerlifting. And I had come down and all that. I mean, we studied that thing. But anyway, so when he does 640 for eight with nothing on but some flimsy little shorts and a t-shirt with skulls all over it um (laughs) that is close but he see he know that is close to i don't have one more or i don't have two more so that's enough for him to get those freaking 35 inch legs right that's enough because everybody else would have stopped at four right? right and just because his thousands and thousands and thousands of reps of perfect squats he's not gonna lose his form he's not gonna get sloppy he's gonna be at eight, I know I got eight. I know I got eight. Boom. But it's not this thing where it looks ugly because of his experience and because he knows, hey, one wrong move with 640 for eight when I'm tired, then I'm not doing the meat because I'm going to get hurt, you know? So, um, yeah. And, and here, here's the other extreme. So, uh, you guys know, uh, Jim, you know Don Berry, my, my little friend partner, right? Donald so, Blake Berry. <laughs> Don. He'll do an eight rep. He'll do an eight rep set and start grinding on rep one. Right. <laughs> I call him. I call him the anti Kirk. <laughs> He's he does nothing but grind. <laughs> he has nothing but grind. I said, you've got to stop it. We've got to put. We have another guy trains with us. This 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 will tell you everything. His nickname is Slow Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Slow twitch. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know, right? Some guys are hardwired that they can't explode. I well, I mean, I guess you could. You have to overcome it. You have to seize conscious control. But left to their own devices, their bodies, they just grind and grind and grind. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's yeah. it's limiting. It's limiting. It's limiting. I've come to that conclusion. It used to be, oh, that guy's a grinder. I love him. It's a good trait. Yeah, but it's a kind of a dead end or a cul-de-sac in terms of progress. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's enough. I mean, if you put the people that you're talking about that have really fast twitch, like we call or a slow twitch or a grinder or not grinder, those are the kind of people that on an athletic field are the yep. ones that can snap their hips are the ones that can get their yep. hands inside when they're playing football are the guys that yep. when they're going up for a rebound and both yep. of them are underneath the basket. Even if their vertical jumps the same, they can go down and up quicker than the guy next to them. Oh, that's that. Why is that? Why is that, Coach Steele? Well, they have that higher explode, which is the ability to Uh 
uh, use your stretch reflexibility to that amortization phase that and down gonna, up is shorter and shorter in those really explosive athletes. And, and what did Wagner prove was the optimal exercise for that? Deadlifts, turning it around really fast. Uh, deadlift, with, deadlift with the controlled negative. Controlled negative and bam, you turn it around right before it hits the ground. Yep. You turn it around as fast as you can. Yeah. Better than the power clean and better than the box jump, which is pretty impressive. And it's interesting, the negative, the perfect negative makes the the concentric easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the negative. Wow, so do you we say that like we say that like, oh yeah. Well, everybody else, they have yeah. an uncontrolled negative and a horrific concentric. <laughs> right, 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 right. The negative is just coiling the spring. Yes, you know? and it's also teaching you the perfect pathway. Whatever gravity, whatever, however gravity guides the bar down, you just mirror image that on the way back up. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's exactly. I'll, right. I'll never forget how you put it uh, years ago, Marty. You said, uh, "Why would you throw the negative away? It's half the rep." And I mean, it, it's true. It's it's half the rep, and you know, and, throw, and you're not getting a chance to coil it. We don't throw it away in the squad or the bench, but some people do. Right. So I, um, I was watching Larry Pacifico before you guys called Larry Pacifico bench. And he was just kind of crazy on the lowering. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like a like a free fall, but it wasn't a it wasn't a tight control lowering. And what did he do? What did I see him do? Oh, Jim, at two twenty, okay, he weighed weighed two twenty. He opened with five twenty (laughs) three. Oh man, raw. Right. Yeah, there wasn't anything but raw when he was doing it. No, and I'm like, oh my lord! And no one's even really noticing, right? And I'm going, he's opening with 523 yeah. raw. It's a monster, uh, Did, uh, uh, Here's here's a question about slow twitch. Uh, speaking of slow twitch and fast yeah. twitch, and Marty, I think I asked you this years ago, uh, but I don't remember what you said. Did you guys, especially you, Jim, because you were teaching uh, college athletes? Did you ever specifically work on training fast twitch, training slow twitch, you know, changing it up, doing all that, or it didn't matter? You were just going to yeah, do all, it's all we do. Yeah, it's all, that's you all do. we do. Everything is yeah. fast. We don't do anything slow. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. uh, if you're an endurance athlete, you still want to train. You know, a, a person who's running miles needs to do 220s. Yeah, you know, yeah. they need yeah. to they need to train as fast as they can. And, we never do anything slow. I always use, you know, but I'll say to the football kids, does your coach say, hey, come off the ball really slowly here and then knock out really slowly? And, no, no. So we're going to do everything fast. You want to train the body to be fast. I mean, I think it's a, it's not necessary. I don't think it's necessary your fiber distribution, but I may be wrong. It's more like this coordination of your nervous system talking really fast to your muscles, yes. right? Yeah, um, nanosecond. It's just, and, and, the, and some kids have it, man. And That's you can right. develop. That's right. Just, some kids have it and some don't. Yes. You know, it's like speed. Yes. You're either, you're either born to run a 4 4 40 or you're not. You're not going to get a 5 2 40 down to 4 4 no matter. I, you work the rest of your life. Right. Ain't going to happen. It's just like I can't, no matter how much training we do, if you have a 28 inch vertical jump, and, if, and you're a, a kid who's slow and you're a kid who doesn't really have that snap, you're not yeah. going to, I'm not going to put two, three that's inches great. on it. You got, you got a 28 inch fleet. Good for you. That's, that's yeah. super, right? Yeah. Uh, when I train, the, uh, when I, I, I train, you know, quite a few young guys, well, I mean, you know, 
I don't know, I guess my youngest is probably 14. I'd say 14 to 16 year old. I got like three of them. And we start them out. They don't do anything but explosive concentric. Oh, yeah. Explosive, coiled, coiled negative, explosive concentric. And you start them like that when they're babies. And they never know anything else. That's the way they, they live for the rest of their lives. Uh, I'm creating a fleet of little robotic Kirks. Yeah. Still, I'm sure you are too with your kids. I'm yeah, sure you're doing the same thing. Yeah. And so, and it's, it all goes, you know, and the compensatory acceleration factors yeah. in there too. We're pushing as hard as we can. We're coming out of the bottom as hard as we can. And so when the weight is heavy, you're still trying to. You're yeah. just not being able to. But the person who doesn't train like that, they won't even get that rep. You know, no. they won't even finish that rep. No. And, and, and there's an automatic grind that will come in at the end of a successful cycle. I, I don't tell my guys this, but with the first eight weeks of a 12-week cycle, everything's got to explode. Yeah. Now, over the last four weeks leading up to a competition, yeah, there might be some grind as we get down into four, three, two, one rep, right? Yeah. And, but that's Okay. Because they burned that by that point. But it doesn't get ugly. And it's not purposeful. We're still okay. trying to explode. But hey, all of a sudden you're doing a, 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 a personal record by 30 pounds. Yeah, it might be a little slower. Uh, that's okay because you made it. But when we yeah. go back to training next cycle, first eight weeks, explode, explode, explode. We don't want to see any grind for the first eight weeks. Yeah, it's interesting. It's... Uh... It's the key to everything. I mean, I'm all always saying too slow, too slow, too slow. <laughs> you know, I'm always saying too slow. What I are you waiting on? Myself. Why, why would myself. you? Yeah. And like, why would you do this slowly? Let's get that off your chest as fast as you can, as fast as you can. Okay. So now, you know, I mean, it just transfers into everything in athletics, including all the iron sports. It's, uh, I know, that's why the clean, the clean is just amazing. Right. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, I tell slow twitch. I said, son, <laughs> why can't you pull? He can't. 135, he twice needs, as fast as 270. He needs a new mom and dad. What I'm does he saying, tell you? He's, uh, he's speechless, <laughs> you know. And then it's like, yeah, so get up there and do it. Yeah. And, I and, and then he pulls, the, out there. <laughs> he, he pulls the 135 and it's, 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 well, what I tell him is that you've got to seize conscious control of the steering wheel, your body, you're, you're allowing your subconscious to drive the car. You've got to say, I'm going to pull this sucker twice as fast because it's only 270 and the guy's a 450 deadlifter. Come on. 135, 270, half, 50%. Pull it twice as fast. Come on, let's go. So that's the kind of, that's like the remedial stuff we do with these uh, these twitch-challenged individuals. But Marty, he still won't do it? He, it's not a matter of won't do it. It's a matter of can't do it. Right. It's, it's you know what I mean? He, yeah. he does his best, but it's still like, it ain't twice as fast. It might be another 25 miles an hour faster, but you know, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. But, but, and it's just like, you know what? Just keep grinding. <laughs> You're too old. At 42, at 42, just keep doing your thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to in, in, inject any slow to it. Now, Don Barry, I'm working on him a little harder because 
I like him better as a person. So, oh boy. How, as coaches, how often do you guys just got to wave off your 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 coaching, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it? Because I I, I remember uh, there was there was one of the Spec Ops guys out at Virginia Beach, and you know he had like a five or six hundred pound uh, deadlift, and it you guys said it was horrific, but as long as he's been doing it and at that age, just let him do what he's, what he's doing. Right. Instead of breaking him down and having him start well, all over. That was a, that was a case where it wouldn't matter what we say. Yeah. He wants, he's going to be the strongest yeah. guy in the, in the, on the platform. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it, it, if, if some, if somebody did 600, he's going to try 600. It doesn't matter. No matter if he looks like a scared cat or not. That's just. <laughs> oh, whole different. There, yeah, ahead, there are large, there are large percentage of world records set with horrible technique. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you may have to give up your low back in a meet on your on your last attempt. You know that kind of stuff. That, but that's right. Remember what we say: you only have so many of those reps in you, so don't train like that. That's right. Make well, no, yeah. I had uh, a famous strength guru use Brad Gillingham as a a model brad was pulling some world record deadlift and this expert would use this he'd take literally take brad's video and show it to people and say and this is the way we want a deadlift <clears throat> so i happened to have them both in the same room one time i said hey brad come here i said hey strength guru come here i said to brad what is going on brad like oh no don't don't use that one. I really had to. I really had to hump to make that world record. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You should come up to Minnesota and watch us when we do our threes and our fives. And I said, "Yep, that's right." Yeah, but yeah, and you only have so many of those in you. That's for sure. And don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't look at a world record lifts. Too many people copy the the technique that uh their their hero or their favorite lifter uses to set a world record in powerlifting in particular and that's not their 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 pristine technique that you're going to see in training that's what jim says he, you got to give your back up you got to give something up to make this damn lift because it's a, it is a world record or a national record or yeah. a winning lift and damn it, if you know, if you got a, you know, whatever, we're going to make, yeah. we're going to do it, right? We're going to push yeah. through third, fourth, and one, and it's one foot line. Let's go, right? Right. Uh, and if and if I blow apart, I'm going to blow apart. But please don't videotape that and use that as some sort of a technical archetype. Right? Yeah. That's a good point because to get that bar up at a competition, you know, sometimes it might be a goes, I guess. It might be a little ugly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's swing back to the overtraining stuff because I think that's so. So, all right, we gotta we gotta train hard enough to spark either hypertrophy or strength. Okay, great. Now, if you do throw yourself down the catabolic hole, the overtraining black hole, what what's your favorite ways to get out of it? I've got some great strategies that I've developed, but what what do you use, Jim? You know you, you know you, you hit the wall. You know the signs. You're dragging ass. The, the lifts are stale. Nothing's moving. Uh, yeah. Cardio's not going well. Uh, you're not break, breaking good sweat. You, you know you just you know you're lethargic. 
Yeah. What do you, what's your, what's your number one? Number one is sleep. Number one is sleep. 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 Mm -hmm. If you could invent that and and market it as the antidote for overtraining or to keep growing, it'd be, you'd be a zillionaire because so, so just to answer your question, are are you, are you a good, are you a good sleeper? Yes. Now I am because I've discovered certain substances that I can take to really help me sleep CBD oil and uh, things like that. Um, How about you, JP? Are you and I'm a napper. Naps are great, too. I'm a pretty JP. good sleeper. Yeah, I, yeah. I go to bed about um, 7.30, 8. I get up real early, and I fall asleep pretty quick. Within about probably 20 minutes, I'm asleep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've always yeah. been a good sleeper. Yeah. My mom attributes that to running the vacuum when I was little, and she'd run the va- vacuum through the bedroom and, you know, uh, I guess what? I'm a sounder. Yeah, that was her uh, thing for making sure I was a, a sound sleeper. I guess it worked. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's also. Like, that's like that's like something they do at Gitmo to make people talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think you got to sit down and say, okay, why am I feeling like this? You know, and you say, okay, all right, I got my sleep. But then you had that checklist. Am I eating enough protein? Am I getting And also clothes? nap. Go back to nap. Nap is great, Jim. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, I would say when I was powerlifting, I was a lot heavier. So I was sleepy more often. <laughs> I was eating so much, right. but I would right. get home from a session. I would eat a big meal and then I would take 30 minutes, 30 minutes, probably to 45, take a nap and, you know, then go on with the day with the meals and all that. And then still try to go to bed at a decent hour also. Um, I mean, sleep is everything, right? Sleep is everything to your body. And, and the, the thing is, we have a tendency to focus just on the muscles that were worked. No, it's your whole body that Organism. needs that yes. sleep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Recover. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and when we're totally recovered, we can make strength gains. Yeah. You, so, yeah. I, I, I nap. I, you know, I, I've been very lucky in my career path in that for I guess 35 years, I haven't worked a real job. So every day for 35 years, I've taken a nap. I've taken a nap. I'm a nap every damn day if I'm, if I'm great. home. That's great. Uh, and I do it after I, I train, after I blast myself. Yeah. Like the most natural thing in the world is just go in and just lay down. Now, I don't always go to sleep, although I do go to sleep quite a bit. And I don't time it. I just let it go. I'm usually up in, I don't know, between 25 and maybe in a, on a tough day, 45 minutes. Yeah. And just come awake, have a powerful cup of coffee. And it's like, you know, the start of the second day. I feel like I've got 14 days a week. You know? When I would, when I would be uh, at Penn and, and, you know, we had 6 a.m. running and all this stuff. So I'm up at four. And then I usually trained at 11. Right. So. Uh, around 10 o'clock no around probably around 9 30 i'd go under my desk i'd take a half you know 20 minute to a half hour nap then i drink a strong cup of coffee and man it's yep. a new a new day yep wait, wait a, a minute day wait a minute under your yes. desk yes under his desk you got that yeah. from george and seinfeld episode george costanza oh is that yeah. right well my whole staff would do it the problem is christy who we've had on the show she left her feet sticking out and then the- <laughs> Because my staff, you know, as long as they did their jobs, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care well, if you, as long especially as I, yeah. if they come back smarter and sharper, and as a result of taking a nap, what give them a nap. 
Right. So her feet are sticking out and I get a call from the supervisor. Christy's asleep and da, da, da. I said, Christy, put your feet under the desk. Can you please put your feet under the desk? Next How time. did you fit under your let's, desk, Jim? Come let's on. Get, let's, oh, let's, get her, let's get her back on, JP. Put her put a note to get her back did, on. Right? Did you have supplies under the desk? JP, JP, did you hear me? Yeah, get her on. Let's get let's get Christy back on and then we'll ask her about that. Yes. I want to know what's kind of like. Did you guys have protein bars under there? You had water under there. What was it? Any room for that kind of stuff? Oh, no, no. Just enough room Whiskey? for my shoulders to fit <laughs> under the desk. And I would get an old hoodie and I'd roll it up and that was my pillow. Yeah. And uh, there you go. And then I would wake up George, and I go, George, yes, I would say to George, the staff. George Costanza, George Costanza brought in a carpenter and he had a, 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 a <laughs> drawer, a drawer under the desk that he kept the fuzzy blanket in. You know, it's funny is the regular public who doesn't lift, but they would have no, they'd be like, well, you're being lazy. No, I'm being smart. <laughs> I'm being smart. I don't feel guilty about about doing that before I'm pulling 700. You know? I'm getting stronger. I'm recovering. Yes. Well, the, the classic, 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 classic powerlifting strategy is first, uh, you're 195 pounds and looking to push your body weight up to 220. So you, you train with your hardcore partners and just decimate yourselves. Then you drive to the buffet. Yeah. You stuff your face until you're ready to explode. Then you drive home, hoping not to fall asleep and crash. <laughs> then when you get home, you stumble in, you turn the air conditioner on, you mm. turn off all the lights, and you yes. go into a catatomic uh, uh, narcoleptic sleep coma. Nice cool sheets. Yes. Yes. You and you, you, you. The eternal formula for strength and growth: blast the muscle, feed the muscle, rest the muscle, grow the muscle. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, with you, I don't know. Always, if, forever. That's the eternal. That is it forever. Yeah. Yes. But but you got to be on vacation all year long to be able to have a schedule like that. You, everybody's got a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You, there's nothing wrong with doing your squats and deadlifts, deadlifts on Saturday and your bench on Sunday. Uh, uh, we used to, I, at one time we did, uh, we did uh, squat and bench on Saturday and deadlift and shoulders on Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Cause that, that's all we had. That's all, you know, yeah. that's the only time we could do it. And the guys didn't want to do it all in the same day. So all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, but the, the point, yeah, I understand what you're saying, JP, but, Optimally, that is the, the, the classic historic growth formula that works for everyone. Blast the hell out of the muscle some way, shape, or form. Feed it. Rest it. Yeah. Boom. Let, let me ask you something about feeding it. All right. So we, we finish our power training session. You go down to the, and hit the golden corral for an hour or two. Mm. Uh, what does the rest of the diet look like for the day? That depends on what your goals are. Are you just eating everything in sight for the rest of the day too? Or is that your are you, big are you, meal? Are, are you that guy who's 195 and, and 24 years old and looking to push up to 220 because you're skinny? Or that's different if you're a 46-year-old, a, a 220-pound guy who really should be at 185. Right. 
Well, I can tell you when I was trying to get up to 200 pounds, when I was, uh, I was either 17 or 18, I was just eating everything, man. Yeah. You just go, you're like a vacuum going around yeah. and just That's sucking right. up bowls of spaghetti yeah. and, <laughs> and meatballs. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. No, you're right. And that was, that was what you should have done. Cause your, right. your body's right. like, Oh, I'll take that. I'll assimilate that. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It's, it's super compensation, but yeah. it has to be coupled with, with the intense training. Yes. And uh, the ability to 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 to, look, to take yourself offline and just rest rest this blasted uh, nutrient loaded organism, and if you let it rest, that's when all the good stuff happens. Now, Marty, what do you what do you think about like an active rest between workouts? Let's say not, nothing fancy, but you know, going for a, a decently fast walk or or nothing oh, that's yeah, going to make inroads into your recovery. Uh, Riding your exercise bike easy, or yes, 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 with the, yeah, flushing out. Yeah, the, that was the, I think that was Weeder Principle number forty-seven <laughs> from the forty-eight, forty-eight. Well, it was that forty-eight? Oh, yeah, forty-eight. And that was the muscle flushing principle, mm-hmm. where if because you know bodybuilders back in the day, I mean, you know, they're again, we keep bringing it up, Arnold, Robbie, Franco. Those guys were doing five to seven hundred sets a week. And that makes you soar to the touch. Bodybuilder soreness is different than powerlifter soreness. Powerlifter soreness is like deep fatigue, like you're walking through mud, right? Bodybuilders are, you get, I mean, you get a a high rep, multiple set, you know, 40 sets for your pecs. And they're sort of the touch. They're sort of the touch. You poke Mm -hmm. them, especially if you're doing that stuff three times a week. Yeah. So there's a different, a little bit different strategy, right, for the recoup. But what we used to do is the muscle flushing. If your legs were so jacked, we used to be after a session at Cassidy, you couldn't, you were walking weird for yeah. 48 hours, right? Okay. So you'd take like 135 and do 25 reps. And that would flush muscle blood into your blasted this is the next day right okay next day i was wondering yeah yeah you know like the next day you get up oh and man go, how sore were you dude oh, oh my that god that oh my god <laughs> well you know you know we used to start with 95 <laughs> yeah and creeping you were creeping yeah, and your knees were popping and shit yeah so i don't even know how you got down and, and well you don't do a couple inches if initially you could oh. have <laughs> yeah oh. and then the and sweat breaks yeah <laughs> Yeah. And then the high reps, and it, it helped. It, it pushed toxins and waste products that were trapped in your swollen, effectively blasted muscles. It pushes it through. But, you know, you the same thing with a stationary bike, right, Jim? Your legs yeah. are all like, jacked up. Get yeah. on the bike, flush it, uh, you know, push it through. I've had such great success with hydrotherapy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Water, man. I have had access to my YMCA where they have a steam room, a sauna, and a beautiful pool. So <clears throat> I have been using these hydrotherapies. And I'll tell you, there is something about getting in a cool pool. I think it brings your inflammation down. Yeah. All right. Then to do these, I was thinking about this the other day, Jim. I'm saying I can do things in the water that I can't do any other place in my life. 
the the degree with which you can make your legs move right okay. it's like mm -hmm. yeah i can't do that right and and all of a sudden i'm kind of getting stretched out in places that i've never been stretched before yeah and again the the it's i'm not a good enough swimmer to make it into hard exercise right um not like one of these guys who i mean these guys they exhaust themselves in the water yeah you're i'm not that guy yeah, yeah. i think so it's more of a a post post workout recovery thing yeah. and a little bit of movement and the coolness of the water and I'm in there probably 20 25 minutes uh, and that also and then I'll uh, I'll go before I go into the pool I'll get really blazing hot in the steam room yeah so I'm like a lobster I'm like oh my god <laughs> my oh, skin you feel is so loose uh, and then so I go and then I go directly into the pool, right? From the steam room into the pool, then out of the pool into the sauna. Mm. All of this after I've either trained or I've ran, one of the two. And I know. yeah. My soreness is gone, man. Um well today it's <laughs> yeah, today. I feel a little bit today, but uh, I'd say 90% of my my soreness, I would have I would have soreness after resistance training. I think it's a good thing. I think I use it for my muscle targeting. If I'm right. not sure, I don't know if I really feel like I've had a good workout. I mean, not right. to deliberate, you know, right. not right. terribly sore, but that just, is, that, you know. Yeah. That tightness, that, that little bit of twinge. And, yeah. That's the yeah. cherry on top. And uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know if I, I don't know if I did it right the, the day before, if I'm not sore the next day. How do you and find your, don't you find your walking is helping your recovery, JP? Yeah, because like you said, I think it flushes everything out. And um, I, I, I was walking like five, six days a week. Um, wh what I'm doing now is I train at the gym three days a week. And I'm now walking the four days a week. So when I don't train at the gym, I'm walking. Yeah. And, um, and I'm doing 35 minutes. I get two and a half miles done in 30 35, 36 minutes. You know, I try to keep the, the, the miles to about between 15 uh, minutes and 15 and a half minutes each mile. So that's a good pace. And like I, I said before, I can't do uh, quicker than 15 uh, minute miles because it's, uh, you know, I'd have to be running at that point. That's about as fast as I can go. But yeah, so. well, you wait till you get to 240. You think I'll go a little faster than that? Hell yeah, you'll break your book. Forget that pace per mile. You just worry about your elapsed time. Right now, you've got a 36.22 second, and you beat that. Every time you go out, you go look to beat that, beat that, and then you get under the 35-minute barrier. Then you get under the 30-minute well, You know what I mean? You know, that's the problem what, I'm having is – my my uh, my heart rate. It's it's like I'm working like hell just to get my heart rate up now. You know, I have you some go grades. Got to go faster. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you have I to need do some different things pump, like pump those walking arms. backwards. Pump those arms. Walking yeah, backwards. yeah, 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 yeah. I need some uh, holding some, like dumbbells. Some harder grades. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, Len Schwartz used to say. Said you know he said it's not carry arms. Right. You got to move your arms. You shouldn't just like so many guys when so many people when they're walking, they just kind of carry their arms around. No, you got to the arms have to 
aid in the propulsion. Yeah. Right. You've got it. And if by doing that, all of a sudden, boom, that heart rate comes up 10 to 15 beats a minute. I told you boom, master, like master that. that Muay Thai teacher I had, Master K. I, I, I'm thinking now he was probably in his 60s. And I said, well, what do you do for you? He, every day he does uh, sh shadow boxing and all this. And then he goes to mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. a lake. And this is a guy who he counts his steps. So he'll walk 100, jog 100, backpedal 100. Then yep. he'll stop, throw 100 punches, yep. then, then go again. And that's burning. Oh, my God, his heart rate's got to be, uh, you know, especially if you're shadow boxing yeah. hard and you're yeah. changing it up and making your body yeah. adapt and your heart's yeah. really moving. Yeah, all the all the boxing stuff is great for cardio. Jump and rope, hitting the speed bag, hitting the heavy yes. bag, all that stuff. And it also it makes the time go fast because you're engaged, right? Yeah. You got to be engaged for throwing punches. What do you do? I went. So I'm I'm out in Blueberry Country, Hamilton, New Jersey. My son's got football practice. So there's a lake, and what's, uh, his, what's his position? He plays uh, linebacker and wide receiver. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. How tall? How tall is he? Six three, two oh one in the morning. Yeah. yeah. What happened the last time I saw he's him? 15. He was five foot eight. I know he's fifteen too. He shot up. He shot up. Hey, thank um, God he got. Thank God he got your wife's height. Uh, marry a tall woman. I tell people that all the time, man. What are you well, doing? I'm telling you, know? you, you know, could have could have turned out bad. He could have got your genetics. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know all the spec all the spec ops guys. Every time I send him a video of my son Duncan or something, wow, they really got your wife's genetics. Wow. Yeah. Is he, adop is he adopted? Thank wow. Is he adopted? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. How tall is Thank she? You're, you're like, what, 5'9 or 10? 5'9, yeah. yeah. His wife led the nation in rebounds one year, yeah. JP. What? Yeah. How yeah. tall is she? She was over six foot. She's a little shorter now, but yeah, she was over six foot. No right kidding, over huh? Yeah. Wow. Mean to get under there. <laughs> Knock some people around, man. So, so uh, when you were, so when you were looking uh, for a wife, you were looking for yeah. somebody that would fill in your genetic deficiencies. Is that well, what I read? To do? Will I read Will by G. Gordon Liddy? Yeah, and he made me not feel bad about that because that's what he did. He investigated his his future wife's background. He was impressed with her education. So. I found a neuroscient a neuroscientist who led the country in rebound. And How many people do that though? I was thinking in the gym the other day. You know, if a guy's got small calves, does he try to date a, a girl with big calves? So if they have kids one day, it'll yes. kind of balance itself out. You have to think ahead. Yeah. Like people that. think that way. Uh, time out, time out, boys, boys, boys. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, what I did to that recovery and, and what I did to that. <laughs> we we're talking about boxing. So anyway, so I went down. There's a lake. And it's a sandy Blueberry. area. Blueberries. And I put on my phone the Boss Rutten workout, and it was gorgeous. Right next to the water, yep. in the sand. I did 10 rounds, and I felt totally different because I had a few beers last mm -hmm. night. I wanted to sweat those out. And, man, I'm telling you, and like Marty said, you're so engaged. What are you going to not yes. throw, you know, throw a punch half speed? Or, you know, when you're jogging or when you're riding a bike, you can think about anything you want. That's right. You can no. multitask. We don't want multitasking. We want total engagement, total immersion. Total, 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 total engagement. And the time flies. All of a sudden, yeah. you look down and you go, what? That's yeah. 35 minutes? Yeah. If you're on a stationary bike, you look down. <laughs> I know, seven seven uh, minutes. Uh, what? I've what? done 90 minutes on the bike before. It's like, 
Oh, but you know what? If if you um, if you daydream too much, you, you guys are exactly right. You take your eye off the ball, and before you know it, especially when I'm walking, I'll look at my watch, and I've slowed down quite a bit, and I have to, I, oh, yeah. I go, wait a minute, focus, and yeah. then I get back on track and get my time back up. Well, if you're hitting a if you're hitting a top and bottom bag, uh, you don't have to tell yourself focus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. right. Good point. You know what I mean? Depends on the activity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or jumping rope. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I wish I really had gotten into. I think that's what I need to do. Uh, my back feels so much better now. It it doesn't hurt to, uh, you know, like I've bounced a little bit. I've yeah, I've ran, I've jogged, not for any distance or anything, but it used to kill my back. I don't have that anymore, so I I, I can jump some rope now. Yeah, you probably not for that. too long, but I'll try. If you, you can do God, it, man. That's, that's, a, that's a great one for keeping your keeping some bounce, right? You got yeah. a little bounce. Yeah, uh, I lost my bounce, so I got you know I'm almost aware of it. You can just be flat-footed in life, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, six three and two o five, huh? Two o one. Two o one. So this morning I made four pounds of ground beef and. 200 grams of carbs and mixed it all together for his breakfast. He ate it all. No, he didn't eat it all. So he'll eat on that. today. <laughs> so he ate a little bit of it. Then he had three, three or four Greek yogurts and then uh, he'll get home and be starving. And then he'll eat that. And I'll make him a uh, steak. What are they doing? Are they have school lunches in this day and age. Uh, oh man, you can't do that. They no, don't give I, me anything. They do, but I pack him in a thermos. Those, you know, Marty, those those food thermoses. I pack him beef and rice with hot sauce. Right. He's he day. has a Hugh Cassidy uh, ice box that he takes with yeah. him. Yeah, the beach cool. <laughs> yeah, and then was, it's, got it's got wheels. It's got wheels. Yeah. Man, that beef is something. Man, it just. When you're growing, you just grow like a weed on beef and rice. Come on. You can't beat that, man, for a kid who's trying to grow. You know, it's clean, burns it up. It's grass fed. It's I mean, he's spoiled rotten. I mean, my dad was like, grab a piece of toast. Let's go. And a glass of milk. You know, there wasn't any uh, making making beef and rice every morning. But... Protein of the sea. You guys were having that. Oh, <laughs> you, my you God. oh I was gagging on weeder crap. I would go to Bel- <laughs> Matt Marty. I would go to Beltway Plaza Mall. Beltway Plaza Mall, and they had a GNC yeah. in there. And I'd look, okay, it's $27 for, you know, that little pound can of weeder oh. uh, weight gain. And I'd, I'd say, I only have 12 bucks. And I'd go cut some lawns, and then I'd spend all my money on that soy crap. <laughs> you you would have got the same results out of buying cake mix. Yeah, right? It was just Yeah, no, you would have man. better results from cake mix. Uh, yeah. My favorite was, I love the names, Mega Mass 4000. Mega mass with a, <laughs> the huge you had to have, bag you had of to it. Have, you had to have a number. Mega mass four thousand, right? Not not three thousand, not five, no. but four thousand, yeah. right? The four thousand uh, crash weight gaming formula number seven. Oh, it had to be number, number seven, not number six or eight. Number yeah. seven. So, oh my god! That was, but the that weight was, gain, the weight gain usually uh, indicated the num- the number that they use it uh, usually indicated the number of calories that was in it. So, are you yeah, saying they were, that they that were serving had four thousand? Brother, brother, they were fifty percent sugar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's table, horrible. Table sugar and soy. 
with with artificial filler, chemical filler. Yeah. So any benefit you got was that we got was from the whole milk that we mixed it with. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I took that crap for years, and then an hour later, my sugar would drop, and I'd get dizzy, <laughs> and I'd have to go eat something. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Well, thank well, God you switched switched away. When are we having Rich Salty on again? Next week we're gonna. The topic is gonna be JP's way addiction and Rich. <laughs> Rich, it's like an intervention, Marty. It's an intervention. An intervention it's a with way, Rich. It's a whey protein intervention. Mm-hmm. Oh, we weren't supposed to tell JP. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we got overtraining well, we, down. What's that? We good with undertraining and overtraining? Well, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we pretty much talked about everything. Uh, that was uh, that was interesting, especially the the diet. You got to remember. Um, oh, Marty, I think one more thing that you wanted to talk about was, you know, if you're if you're bodybuilding or if you're trying to to add strength or muscle or or whatever, you can't remain ripped, right, and continue to make gains in the in the gym. The the two just don't go together right well that's actually more in, in jim's uh area of expertise because he do- deals with that because when he gets down to five percent body fat percentile uh it's a whole different universe yeah you can't try to put on muscle without putting a little fat and you can't try to lose a lot of weight without losing some muscle you know, it's just the way it is. Right. And a little bit of fat is okay. You know, what, what percentage of, uh, for you personally, Jim, what percentage of body fat is acceptable? Well, not that, not that I'm good acceptable at? now for sure, but I would say a man 12 to 15 walking around. Yeah. You know, With a little vascularity. That's legit, that's legit 12 to 15. Not, you know, these people yeah. saying they're, they're 1% and all that crap. I mean, it's too, there, there's nobody that, that ripped, you know, no, uh, no. We, we, we know that the personal trainer, one of the personal trainer tricks, here's, here's number one. Oh, you're exchanging muscle for fat. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Then number two would be uh, taking a body fat measurement with skin fold calipers and wow, you're down to 7%. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're still 18%, but... When the guy started this process, you were at 30. Each week he has to show a reduction. So now we're a year and a half in. Now you're down to seven, but you still kind of look the same. Yeah. Yeah. So also recovery, sleep, critical if you can Number get one. it. Uh, and if you can't, Jim, uh, that's worth mentioning those, those sleep aids for people who don't sleep. I don't have a problem. I've never had a problem. What? What was it specifically that you were using? Uh, I take CBD oil, which really helps me. Um, and then, what do you do? You take you take it like what an hour before you go to sleep or something? How does that work? It's usually about a half hour because then I read for a half hour and then fall asleep. But okay. um, hold it under my tongue for a minute and then drink it down. Sublingual. Thing. Yeah, um, but and also, it took me forever to discover. I had a deviated septum. I got in a fight and had a broken nose. And so I was having trouble. Now I use those breathe rights, you know, that open up your. Yeah. The old yeah. breathe right. Oh, I can't sleep without them. I'm snoring like a madman, but those things really helped me. Good. Um, and, and, you know, when I was little, I would say, dad, how do you, know, my dad was a sports psych guy. How do I go to sleep? He'd say, fold your hands across your chest 
feel your breath rising and lowering, you know, your, your chest rising and lowering and just focus on that. Just focus on the, you know, the raising and lowering. And that always helped me. That, you know, that, that is pure Zen. That's uh, Shikantaza. That's breath, there you go. breath, breath counting, breath control. Yeah. So Dr. Steele was doing that in the seventies with, uh, yeah. with the son. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, another thing, you don't always have to be asleep. Like during the day, if you feel like you no. know, just put your feet up on something, no, lay on the floor, put your feet up on the desk, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, think really calm, peaceful thoughts, you know, let, let your mind just be blank and just, yeah. just, I know that helps. I have to do that once in a while. Yeah. You have to close your eyes and just, just, um, you know, just, get everything out of your head. Just yeah. It, it was interesting there. because I put Christy in charge of recovery techniques. And after the football team would work out, they'd all go on the back wall near the kickboxer room and, you know, scoot way to the close to the wall and they're on their backs with their feet up against the wall. And oh, she yeah. would be like, we're not, we're not doing anything now. I'm giving you permission just to lay there. Mm-hmm. It was, she's great, man. She's really great. And you got to remember she did it with other teams. The academic load is crazy. And so sometimes instead of a, a, a warm up, she would start with that. And then you have a good workout because you clear your mind, you know, but all that clear stuff. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you find when you guys went under the desk that that kind of enhanced the tranquility uh, factor under there and you were able to like clear your mind a little bit easier? And you know what? I think faster? my body went into primal mode, thought I was in a cave and I would mm-hmm. have the best sleep, best sleep. Better. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or maybe like you were in the back in the womb again or something. You know? I don't know about that, but I- <laughs> also nutrition. If you're under eating, yeah, and train really hard, you're going to break down. You have yeah. to strike that nutrient balance. Where and just if you keep the quality of the nutrients clean, you don't have to worry about right. adding an excessive amount of body fat. If you're, if you're driving your calories from pizza and beer, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to suffer for that. If you're getting it from chicken and, and rice, well, good for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you're, you're just because you eat more does not mean you're going to gain excess body fat. Depends on the quality of the calories that you consume. Right. Yeah. So that's important. Uh, what else? So that's rest, sleep, therapies. Like I said, if you have access to sauna, steam, whirlpool, love whirlpool. Put it. Put a hot jet on a sore muscle, man. That's a wonderful thing, right? Yeah, High power hot the, jet. What's the ocean's temperature? You know, like Marty, like Ocean City and cold. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I wonder, I just was thinking, I always have great workouts at the beach. Yeah. Maybe it's because I go into the ocean afterwards. Yeah. And that because starts that process. It, 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 it's cooling inflammation. That's the thing. When I worked with Chris Hardy, Dr. Chris Hardy, um, Chris was the first guy to point out to me. He said, oh, there's a, the, the whole world of inflammation. I never thought about inflammation. Yeah. Right. We never thought of that. It wasn't one of the things we thought no, about in no. the world. Now, all of a sudden, what they're saying is that if the body is inflamed and it can become inflamed from a lot of different things, your your performance is going to be less than optimal. I so ideally, we we take the inflammation, we deal with the inflammation, get rid of the inflammation, and then you have an opportunity to operate at optimal performance level. 
that's a lot of what the that's a lot of what the spec ops guys are doing when we go to their specialized gyms. They have psychiatrists and psychologists on site, and a lot of what that kind of work that they're doing. They have uh, flotation tanks. They've yep. got the soundproof chairs that you sit yep. in. You can't hear anything. They've got uh, massage. You know, massage is wonderful if you can afford it. That's a oh, great, great damn <laughs> recovery technique. Yes. You know, but that's uh, it's out of the reach of most of us. So, um, I also, you know, you know, most alphas kind of recoil at the term meditation. I don't really like the term meditation. To me, it's um, mind mental recalibration. Uh huh. Yeah. Because there's no real spiritual component with it, with me. I'm not like you know visualizing right. a guru, guru right. or mm-hmm. the Buddha. I'm just I, I just want to get control of my mind, and it's a bit of a contradiction because you're trying to establish a mind quiet state without using willpower, because then it's just another act of the mind. So just sitting on the back porch. Yeah, but again, again, this whole post-workout glow state thing that we talked about, it's very easy because you're already in an advanced meditational state coming out of a tough workout. Just be aware of it. Try to expand that a little bit. You know, boom, that's a great recovery technique. Yeah, that's right. Cool. I agree with everything you just said. Well, thank you, JP. That's probably a good uh, spot to close it down here, don't you think? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for anybody interested in reading Marty's uh, fine articles, uh, once a week we have his articles up on our site, ironcompany.com, Raw with Marty Gallagher. Um, His latest article is Sustained Strength Mastery. So that's going to be up. Yeah, it's... uh, you talk about uh, all the different bodybuilders that um, had different uh, sustained strength modes and different things. Bill Pearl, Kaz Meyer, Steve Justin. I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah, that's a good thing about being old. You know, you, you <laughs> go reread your, you hide your own Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, you go back yeah, and read yeah, your, yeah. your articles. Well, wow, that's said, a good article. Christian Murray said memory is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then your Instagram at the yep. Marty Gallagher and, uh, yeah. a lot of stuff going on there and your website, uh, and Stacy's website, right. functional hyphen strength.org. What's our archives? Yeah. Your archives. You guys got a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Well, it's all stuff that you won't find on our site. So it's a good, if you go back and forth between the two sites, you, you get a lot of information. Um, and then since 1997, Iron Company has been your one-stop shop for bodybuilding, powerlifting equipment. Um, oh, as of the date of this podcast, June 24th, 2022, uh, we're consolidating all of our equipment into one centralized location in Dallas, our warehouse in Dallas. So we have a whole bunch of stuff in our Los Angeles warehouse that we're running through, we're trying to, uh, we're having a moving sale basically. So if you're looking for a real good deal on bumper plates, urethane dumbbell sets, solid steel urethane dumbbell sets and powder coated kettlebells 
at a great price, please let us know. You can go down there and, and pick them up. Um, or we can ship, but if you're down in the Los Angeles area, it's a, a great deal. So contact us, we'll set you up. You can go over and pick up a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, new Jim Steele articles can be found in the Iron Company articles section. His, uh, his latest, what I've learned from training tier one spec ops is, uh, is yes, up sir. now. Yeah. Real good one. I like that one. Thank you. It's all about the attitude stuff. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I think people like it because it really delves into how the ones that we work with really think, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Th they have a can do attitude. They have to, they can do anything. That's right. <laughs> um, and also your website, bossbarbell.com, B-A-S barbell.com. That's right. For, oh. for, for their stuff, articles how'd and your, stuff. How'd your, how'd your brisket turn out? It's a little dry. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, uh, br br brisket is the Mount Everest of barbecue. You really need to cut your teeth on cheaper cuts. Yeah. Right tip, I think. I, I love doing tri-tip. It cooks faster. Brisket, you got to have some patience mm -hmm. with that. You really got to cook it. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. You know, it'll get better. It's, it's like lifting, no. you know, your first squat workout. You know? Yeah. So. Well, good deal, guys. All right. All right Sounds we'll good. See you. All right. See you.